1: Psalm 10720, he sent his word and healed them. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus.
0: Why was I born? Do you know? Do you know why you were born? Well, I hope that we'll all have a better understanding After today's message from the Word of God, Um, Phil is directing a program now here at the church, a spiritual program in the small groups. What is the name of it, Phil? What on earth am I here here for? Have you figured that out yet? (laughs) Well, there are some questions that have been asked perennially through the ages. I mean, these questions were asked way back in the dark ages. And now that we consider ourselves being in the the bright and light and informed and intelligent ages, we're still asking the same questions. They didn't get the answer. We still don't have the answer today. And I found these questions in a book written by John Stott, uh, an Episcopal priest, Anglican priest in England. uh, In one of his books, he compiled, did the research, and here are these questions that are continually being asked, and the world hasn't come up with an answer yet. But here they are. What is the purpose of our existence? Has life any significance? Where did I come from? Where am I going? What does it mean to be a person, a human being? Where do I find courage to face life? Then death. Then what comes after death? how do I go beyond what I am and become what I long to be? Now these are just some of the questions that people have asked all through the years. People are still asking them today. But Jesus Christ gives more light than on these questions and on this information than can be gathered from any other source. Now if We want to know the answers to why was I born? Where did I come from? Where am I going? What's life all about? What's the significance? Only Jesus can answer that, and he can answer it very, very plainly. He'll take the guesswork out of life. You'll know why you were born. I didn't have any choice in being born, did you? All of a sudden, here I am. You and I are not going to have any choice when life is over. The only choice we have is between birth and death. That's that's our only choice. Jesus gives the answer. We don't need to go to a research department at the University of Maryland or Johns Hopkins. Jesus has the answer to all of these questions. He is the fulfillment of every human aspiration. And to find him is to find ourselves. Now, we must come into a vital relationship and union with Jesus in order to get the answers. But it's so easy to come into that vital relationship. I mean, becoming a Christian is the most easy thing in all the world. Absolutely, I do nothing. He did it all. All I need to do is just believe on him and trust him with my heart. And it's, it's done. And I can do it at any time and any place. Now there are two figures that God uses in his word and they're on the screen right now and they're in your bulletin in the outline to help us understand what has happened to us as Christians. The two words, one is a theme, born again, the other is a word, adopted. And uh, he's he's trying to get a message across to us and and the message isn't difficult and I don't want to make it difficult today if I do. Uh, I'm going far beyond what he has done. The scripture says a wayfaring fool can understand and be saved, come to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, experience new life in him. So he uses these two figures uh, to describe how we come into a vital relationship. Now the one of them, born again, that's a description of what the Holy Spirit does, adopted is a description of why God does what the Holy Spirit did. So let's look at it for just a moment. I'm I'm going to dwell more on adopted than being born again, but I need to go back and look at both of these together. We say, well, why why didn't God just use one? The two of them are confusing me. Well, it's it's for this reason. Being born again, this is the, the term, the phrase that Jesus used In talking to Nicodemus. Nicodemus came to the Lord. And here's those questions. Those 2,000 years ago. Why am I here? What's the significance of life? Where am I? Where have I come from? Where am I going? Here's Nicodemus asking all these these questions. A very intelligent man. A a member of the Supreme Court of Israel. And is is just as ignorant and dumb as a brick. (laughs) When it comes to spiritual things. Really. Really. And we enter into a new realm of living and existence when we ask Jesus to come into our heart. It's a matter of asking Jesus. You believe on him, you ask him, and he comes in. And Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. That's the only way it's going to happen, Nicodemus. It's a must. You must be born again. If you want to know the significance of life, why you're here, how to live and how to die and And all the others, you must be born again. In order to come into a vital relationship with me, you must be born again. And these life's perplexities will all be taken care of and be answered. It's a new relationship with the Lord. Now, he said two things are going to happen, Jesus says. You must be born of water and of the word. Water is... Signifies cleansing. Now, whatever has happened in the past, and a lot of us really would like to get rid of our past. We have said things and done things and hurt people and been hurt by people. And our past has, has really impacted our living and our happiness now. And, oh, if we could just get rid of the past. If I only forget it, but I keep remembering it. Jesus said, the water and the word, the water will wash the past away. Let me wash your past, make you pure, make you brand new, make you born again. I can do it. I can do it. If you allow me to do it, I'll wash that past away. And he says, and then be baptized in water. That will indicate outwardly what has already happened inwardly. And he said, be born of water and of the spirit meaning this is completely a supernatural thing that is going to take place that will absolutely, wonderfully transform your life altogether, Nicodemus. The message is just the same for you and me, water and the Spirit. This is what Jesus is calling for and what you and I can have if we trust in Him. We can come into this new relationship. That's how it's done. It's done by the Spirit of God supernaturally, washing our past away. And then the second statement that Jesus makes is adoption. And I want you to look at the screen and read with me Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5. He, now when it says, when it says he, that's Jesus. Come on. He predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and his will. Now, the last part of verse 4 says, In love, in love he predestined us. Now, that word predestined, that's a big, heavy theological word. We never use that word. I haven't used it all week long, except when I've been praying and when I've been studying. But just pull that word out and put in the word planned. I think that'll make it simple, more simple. He planned for us to be adopted. He did that. Long before you and I were born, long before there was a human race, God had a wonderful plan, and he did the plan. He made the plan. He created the plan in love. It's a wonderful thing. God isn't out to punish anybody. God is out to bless, to heal, and to bring joy, and that's what he planned. And that's how it's done, through being born again of the water and the spirit and being adopted into his family. Now, God planned for adoption. Man sinned, the human, human sinned, and we orphaned ourselves from God. And God knew that we were going to do that. God knew we were going to do it. You see, this is how I pictured it. God in eternity, way back there, this wonderful God of love, the scripture says in First John that God is love, that God has so much love that he's looking for a place to bestow it. He's looking for receptacles. Your body can be a container and be filled with God's love. And God has so much love. He is love. And so God decided, I'm going to create humans. And I'm going to create a lot of them. And I'm going to create them so I can fill them with love. I have so much love to go around, I'm going to create them. Then God stopped and he thought, well, I know what will happen. Just as sure as I create a human being that human being is going to turn on me and sin. Just as sure enough, I know that's going to happen. But God said, I'm going to do it anyway because then I'll love them into their first creation and then when they sin, I'll love them a second time into their second recreation. And so God says, I'll I'll do a double whammy of love. (laughs) I'll give it and when they sin, I'll give it again. And so I can give it two times. And this is what God planned long before you and I were ever born. Now, the first thing that we need to know—the first thing—is that God loves you. Now, I, I know it's sometimes it's sort of fun to do it, but it's true. Turn to the person on your right and person on your left, and say sincerely, "God loves you." You've never spoken the—you've never spoken the truth more truthfully than when you said that in love he planned for you in love he chose you in love he adopted you it's all God
1: pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation The Church of Friendship and Joy, where Christ is honored and people are loved. This is what you will discover at the Largo Community Church, located in South Bowie, right off of Central Avenue. But just don't take my word for it. Listen to what others are saying about the church. What does Largo Community Church mean to me? It means continuous spiritual growth. This is a family of, of love and compassion that encourages me to participate in ministries that we have here at the church. I tell you, there's no end to the growth that I will achieve here at Largo Community Church. That's what ministry is all about. I am Robert Bradley. I am a Largo Community Church member. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at the Largo Community Church at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. Now, let's rejoin Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message.
0: That is the most important thing. He planned for you in love. He chose you in love. He adopted you in love. And so many people have no idea whatsoever. Now, adoption. Think of adoption. Adoption. I I think of parents. I think it's a wonderful thing. I really do. It's a very Christian thing to do, to adopt. And so many children need to be adopted. But when a parent adopts a child, a parent has to go find that child, look for that child. That little infant isn't out looking for a parent parent is looking for the child and when the parent finds that child sees that child starts loving that child even before he's or she he or she sees it and then they see it and oh they love that child but you know on the other hand there are some parents who become pregnant and they don't want to be pregnant they don't want that child some of them abort that child some of them give that child away for adoption but when people adopt they really want that child. There was a lady I talked to some time ago. She's adopted. She's, she's up maybe 60 years old now, maybe not quite that old. But she, her parents told her early on that she had been adopted. So she knew from a little tiny child that she was adopted. And when she got older, some of the kids in the neighborhood became real nasty And they started, you are adopted, you are adopted. Thank God her parents told her that she had been adopted. This is just a few weeks ago I talked to this lady from another church. And uh, now the only way the neighborhood kids could have known about it is because they overheard their parents talking about it. Parents, you better be careful what your kids hear you say. Did you hear me? You better be careful what you say around your kids. They're going to pick it up and remember it for a lifetime, and it will condition their life for a life. But those kids, you were adopted. Know what she said to them? What she told me she said to them? She said, yes, yeah, I know that. I was adopted. My parents wanted me. But did your parents want you? (laughs) 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 That's why the word adopted is in there. Ephesians 1, 5. God not only born you again, rebirthed you, but he adopted you. He's over and over trying to get it across. I want you. I went looking for you, and I found you, and I adopted you into my family. Now, Jesus provided the adoption. Adopted through Jesus. Say those words, adopted through Jesus. There it is on the screen, Ephesians 1, 5. Adopted through Jesus. In him we have redemption through his blood. Now, you see, friends, we were not cute little orphans out there that God looked at and said, cootsie, cootsie, coo, you know, How pretty, how sweet. No, God was repulsed by us. That's why Jesus looked into the cup and he saw all the corrupt sin of the world and sex perversion in every phase. He was repulsed and he backed away from that cup. He saw our sin. No, he he wasn't attracted to us, but he loved us. And love covers a multitude of sins, the Bible says. Love does that. There, there's a story that Dr. J. Vernon McGee, a preacher a long time ago, a radio preacher, told. I read the story. I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to have to read it to you because I, I may not get the words just quite right. It was a young man, maybe maybe he was 20, early 20s, and he wanted to join a very conservative fundamentalist church in the South, and he was of a different race and the deacon board had a little bit of difficulty now this happened a long long time ago but the young man wanted to join that church well the deacon board examined him now in our church we have a five-session membership class but in that church it was done by the deacons so the deacons questioned him and they asked him they said how did you get saved the young man said i did my part god did his part how about that (laughs) I did my part. God did his part. Now, here's where the deacons thought they had him. They said, what was your part and what was God's part? And here's how the young man answered. He said, my part was sinning. I ran from God as fast as my rebellious legs would carry me and as my sinful heart would lead me. I ran from God. But you know, said the young man, he done took out after me till he done run me down. <laughs> now that is the best theology. You can't beat that. That kind of theology. God adopted us. He loves us. He adopted us for His glory. One little boy was asked by his, by somebody, and Doctor. Arneside and other pastors tells this story. He said. This little boy was asked, uh, did you find Jesus? The little boy answered, sir, I didn't know he was lost. (laughs) But he found me. (laughs) Oh, friend, if he can find you today and you let him find you, what a glory he's going to do in your life. Now, verse 6 says that God adopted us and rebirthed us to the praise of his glorious grace. Oh. Read that to the praise of his glorious grace. Now God adopted you and he rebirthed you and me that we would praise him, that we would glorify him, that we would honor him. At least those three things. Now that's why you are here. That's why you were born. No other reason. No other reason. Every other reason is so secondary and way down the line. But Here's another good part. I don't know which part is the best part. He adopted us and rebirthed us that we would glorify him, that we would love him, and that we would honor him. And when we do that, when we glorify him, when we love him, when we honor him, that thing is turned around and it redounds, that that comes right back at us. We throw out the boomerang, like they do in Australia, and it whirls around and it comes right back. Glory comes back into your life. Honor comes back into your life. Love comes back into your life. If you want honor, love, glory, and joy, then give love, honor, and glory, and joy to Jesus. He'll turn it around and put it right back into you again. That's how it happens. That's how it happens. That's how it takes place. There's a lostness in life without God, a lostness. And that lostness won't go away someday. We're waiting for it to change, for my attitude to change, for my life to change. Friend, it is not, please understand and please believe me, it's not going to change until you repent and ask Jesus to put the change in you. But you don't know what he did to me. No, friend, it's what you did to Jesus. Jesus. Like that young man said, I did my part, and God did his part. I did the sinning, God did the saving. God did that. that. That lostness won't go away someday. On the contrary, that lostness will grow like a fungus within you until it just chokes out all the joy of God. You can still put on a smile and put on a face and give a kiss and a hug, but it means nothing in heaven. God writes it down. There's a hypocrite. There's a phony. a $3 bill. Look and act like a Christian, but there's no love there. Love covers a multitude of sin. Everybody that has hurt you and done you wrong, your love, the love of Jesus in you, covers it over. And if it hasn't been covered over, you don't have the love of Jesus in you. But you can have. You can have. Why are you putting it off? You're so intelligent. You've heard the word so often. All these many years, and you're still fretting, still fretting. Why? Why don't you live in glory? Why don't you live in joy? Why don't you live in honor? I don't know why. Do you know why? I don't. The scripture says in Psalm 3:3, you are a shield around me. Oh, Lord, you bestow glory on me and you lift up my head. Amen. Friend, don't go through life sagging. <laughs> don't be a sagging Christian. Be a stand-up, head lifted up. But he's the one that can do it, and only he can do it, and he will do it. Now, God wants to take you in. God wants to adopt you. He wants you to live a life with purpose, a life for his glory, so that he can turn it around and fill you with brightness and glory. Now, that's why you've been born, to love God and for God to love you. To honor God for God to honor you, to glorify God and to receive God's glory back into your life. You know why you're here? You do
1: now. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here's Pastor Jack Morris with some concluding thoughts.
0: I enjoy bringing the healing word of God to you Monday through Friday. I thank God for the privilege and I thank you for listening. But friend, I need your help. I need your prayers and financial support. I can't say it strongly enough or plainly enough. Will you help me, please? I want to keep this ministry moving forward, but I need your help in order to do so. If the healing word is bringing healing to you emotionally, spiritually, and physically, write and tell me about it. I will be so encouraged. Your testimony, your prayers, and your financial gifts is all I need to keep me going. I will truly thank you to make a prayer request or to donate to the Healing Word, go to the church website, largocc.org. That's L-A-R-G-O-C-C dot Blessings on you. I'm Pastor Jack Morris.
1: We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at the Largo Community Church at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service to experience a wonderful fellowship of believers and faith-building messages based on God's Word that are sure to encourage your spiritual formation in Christ. Infant care is provided, and there are Sunday school classes available for all ages, so why not join us this Sunday? The church is located at 1701 Enterprise Road in Mitchellville, Maryland. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. Be sure to tune in Monday at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until then, blessings on you.